You are Locked On Raptors, your daily Toronto Raptors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome to episode 93 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, March 1st. It is already March, the season is flying by. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Woodley, of course, from RaptorsHQ.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at WoodleySean. The show is on Twitter as well, at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single show. Locked On Raptors is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which hosts team-specific shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke. And you can find those all ni- nicely, neatly organized in the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Uh, as well, the NFL Draft is coming up, and the, that's sort of heating up, and NFL Free Agency is coming. So go to the Locked On NFL channel as well, find a show about your team, and uh, you know absorb all the off-season content you can there. Uh, on today's show, we are going to be chatting with Will Liu of uh, Raptors Republic. He's been on many times before. I think he's the all-time leader in, uh, in appearances on the show. I think this is his fourth overall. So uh, we chatted about the the Wizards game, uh, the Wizards games this week, the two games uh, Wednesday and Friday against the Wiz, which are really pivotal in terms of the race for the third seed in the Eastern Conference and potentially even the second seed with the Celtics sort of sputtering and having a tough schedule coming up. So we talked about the sort of the matchup with the Wizards and why the Wizards are so scary and all that stuff, all that fun stuff. Uh, it was a good chat. It's not super long, and we'll have more later in the week. We'll have another tee up of the the Friday game between the Wizards and Raptors. Um, I'm hopefully going to try to get someone out of Washington for that. Tried to for this one, but uh, apparently the the, War- the Wizards played an important game tonight against the Warriors, so uh, didn't quite work out. Uh, we'll hopefully do that later in the week. Of course, Thursday, as I've teased all week, we're going to do the Game Ops Grievances episode with Dan Reynolds. That'll be a lot of fun. Follow me on Twitter, of course, at WoodleySean. The show is at Lockdown Raptors. Go to the iTunes page. Please leave a rating or a review. You have no idea how much I appreciate anyone who's left a rating or a review there. It's really uh, It really helps helps people discover the show, and it's, uh, it's a really nice thing of you to do, and it's the best way to show that you support and care about the show. Uh, so please go there. Uh, I'll get to the conversation now with myself and William Liu. Uh, enjoy the Wizards game tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Cheers. All right, joining me on Locked on Raptors to tee up a massive back-to-back home-and-home between the Raptors and Washington Wizards. It's friend of the show, the leader in the clubhouse in terms of appearances on the show. I think this is his fourth in 92 episodes, so you're shooting just about the same percentage as the Raptors uh, did against the Knicks. It's uh, William Liu. How are you, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me on so much. Yeah, of course. Um, you are very good at doing this, so I uh, figured it can't hurt to have you. Um, and tonight, I wanted to get a Wizards guy on, but apparently all the Wizards guys are busy covering a game against some team in uh, Washington. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the Warriors, of course, uh, are... As I record this, and this is coming out Wednesday, so this is going to be updated, but the Warriors have come back, and they're now up by one with uh, Patrick Picard at the free throw line, going up for... Eh, now they're up by, oh no, they're still up by one. Never mind. <laughs> okay, this is really bad podcasting, but the, the Warriors have come back and it looks like they might end up pulling out this game against the Wizards, which would be uh, kind of crazy considering the Wizards' first quarter where they scored 40 points and looked really good. Uh, and that's good news for the Raptors, is it not, if the Wizards exert themselves and lose close to the to the Warriors tonight? Yeah, you got to think so. I mean, look, the Warriors are a very prideful team. Uh, all you hear from this team ever is... Um... John Wall and Bradley Beal talking about how much you know they don't get covered, and Mark Keith's perfect, you know, perpetually angry. So, <laughs> look, they, you know they're going to measure themselves against the Warriors. You know how much Wall and Beal like they've said it like four or five times now, where they're just like, yeah, we're the best backcourt in the league. And then you got the actual best backcourt in the league in the Warriors coming in. I mean, they're going to want to make a point. So, hopefully, yeah, they exhaust themselves. You know, they get in late, and then White Vegas tastes an effect. You know, the weather in Toronto is kind of <laughs> nice right now, and. uh kind of nice i mean it's like minus two but yeah it's it's nice it's a nice minus two but yeah i mean you know 
uh, look, the more energy they exert against the Warriors, the better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Raptors had the situation earlier in the season where they played the Warriors on the first night of a back-to-back and then uh, went to Phoenix and played their most lethargic game of the season, I think, or one of them. And, I mean, that Knicks game last night might have been that. But it was just, uh, you know, it's really tough to sort of come down from that sort of emotionally charged game against the Warriors when you play them close and then end up losing. And then it's just got to be a really tough turnaround. But uh, we'll see. And I guess the the Raptors and Wizards, like if the Raptors are going to take one of these two games without Kyle Lowry, it has to be, I think, the one on ho- at home on Wednesday, um, and the Wizards are a team that give the Raptors trouble. It, obviously, the playoff series kind of looms large. Last year, the Raptors swept the regular season series, which surprised me, but the Wizards were kind of a disaster last year. Uh, this year, they've only played once. It was like the first week of the year, so haven't really seen these two teams you know, in their current forms play against each other. And I'm curious, like, what do you think? I mean, the Wizards right now, I think, if you sort of took a poll of Raptors fans, I think... People are more worried about the Wizards than they are the Celtics. I mean, a playoff matchup seems unlikely just based on how they're they're kind of battling for that 3-4 seed. And unless they make it to a conference finals, it doesn't seem like it'll happen. Um, but it, like of those of the of those Celtics and Wizards, it seems like people think the Wizards are a little bit more talented or better. Um, are you kind of in that boat too? Are you terrified of the idea of potentially coming across the Wizards in an unlikely situation? Yeah, look, I'm always terrified of the Wizards. Um, you know, once a team sweeps you in the playoffs, you, there's no coming back from that. Yeah. Like, you you got to at least show them the utmost respect from then on. And, yeah, I mean, I have the utmost respect for the Wizards. Even last year, I was afraid of playing the Wizards, you know what I mean? Like, because they have two elite, elite guards in Wall and Beal. And it, it's, a, it's an especially tricky matchup for the Raptors because these fast point guards have burned us. And Wall is, like, the premier, premier fast point guard in the league. Um and, you know, Beal, he was struggling early on, but it looks to be like his health is in order, and, and of late he's just been killing it. So, yeah, look, I'm always scared of the Wizards. And um, obviously they've uh, turned around that terrible 2-8 and eight start to the season, and now they're really, really freaking good. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm always terrified of the Wizards. And obviously not having Kyle Lowry, that, that, that also hurts a lot. But, you know, if, if DeMar can replace what he did last time against the Wizards, which it, that was when he was having that Michael Jordan-esque scoring run to start the season, and he, yeah. he had 40 points that night. If DeMar DeRozan can have 40 points again, which of late has just been a, a constant pleasure to see DeMar DeRozan score, if he can do that again against the Wizards, with a tired Wizards team coming in off the second half of back-to-back, having played the Warriors, you know, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Yeah, and I mean, the way things are shaking out, again, we're recording before this game finishes. We might be done by the time it's done, but, uh, you know, the the Raptors are going to go in at least with a tie uh, for, th- for third place in the Western Conference, in the Eastern Conference, maybe even uh, a game ahead of the Wizards, and this race is, is going to, you know, be, it's going to be tricky for the Raptors to kind of keep pace with the Wizards and Celtics down the stretch here, of course, without Kyle Lowry. Um, what is your sort of, you know, take on where the Raptors might finish here without Lowry. I mean, I've kind of talked to myself the last couple games, uh, last couple podcasts here about where I think the Raptors are going to be. Um, I still think the the third seed is very much in the conversation. As, as good as the Wizards are, I think the Raptors can kind of keep afloat here reasonably well, and the Wizards have you know struggled out of the gate here. If they lose this one, that'll be three straight losses out of the break. Um, what's your, like, if you were to sort of rank where you think the Raptors are going to finish, like, would fourth be most likely? Like, what do you got? I mean, it's, it's so tough to say. There's still so many games, and for the most part, they are kind of bunched up, separated by four or five games, so like a shift. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the Lowry thing, I think if you take out Lowry from this team, this team becomes an average offensive club, yeah. maybe even slightly below average. Um, the main area of concern there is obviously the Raptors don't have any 
three-point shooting now that they lost their two best three-point shooters and Ross. Your boy turns Ross, who, by the way, had 15 points against the Wizards. Nice uh, bench output from Ross early in the season when he was 50-40-90. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, losing Ross, losing Larry, that's a lot of your three-point shooting. And the Raptors of late have, you know, struggled to find consistent looks. So I think that yeah, the Raptors will be a middle-of-the-pack offense. But at the same time, it looks to be right now that they can defend really, really well, especially with the way Dwayne Casey's close games with his uh, best defenders on the court at all times. So, you know, I, I think the look, you, you pair the fact that they're going to be an average offensive club as a, a, a good defensive club, and also the fact that the Raptors finished the season, the schedule's pretty easy. So I think the Raptors can go at least 500 the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Probably. You mean how many games do we have left? Like 22, 23, 24? 22 so like, left, yeah. Just 22? Yeah. Jesus, man. The season's going by really quickly. It is. Um, yeah, look, I could see them going like 15 and 7. That's not unreasonable. Damn. I, that's way yeah. more optimistic than I have been. I said I like mean, 12 look, and there, 10. There's just a lot of bad teams on the schedule. Yeah, that's true. Us. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I mean, they get the Heat while they're kind of playing well. Um, they get the Pacers, I think, three times. The Raptors haven't played the Pacers yet. That's so weird. It is super weird, yeah. yeah. The schedule is messed up. But anyway, um, looking towards this matchup, Raptors-Wizards. I mean, without Lowry, things become a lot more difficult, of course. And Corey Joseph's going to have to play like the same defense he played on Isaiah Thomas against John Wall. Except that becomes a lot harder because John Wall isn't five foot nine. Uh, Joseph doesn't have a huge size advantage. And John Wall is lightning quick and is such a good distributor that if you, you know, he's a guy who can sort of move the ball along and not just sort of, you know, put up tough jumpers like Isaiah Thomas does. Um, mm-hmm. How do you, like, yeah. looking at this matchup, it, it's tricky, right? Because, you know, Valanciunas has had some issues against Marching Gortat. You know, Otto Porter's the kind of guy who in the past has shut down DeMar DeRozan. I think DeRozan is is more matchup proof than he's ever been, and maybe that's not an issue anymore, but. You know, the, 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 the Wizards pose some serious matchup issues for the Raptors. How do you think they can mitigate some of that? And is Joseph kind of the, the, the starting point for that on the defense? Yeah, obviously Joseph's going to have to do a lot, a lot of work against John Wall. I mean, that's, that's a, for all the reasons you illustrated, he's a very difficult matchup. Um, the Raptors as a whole have to get back and transition defense against this team because yeah. um, just based on Wall alone, like they're an incredible transition team. They got finishers like, you know, Porter's a good finisher in traffic. Cortot runs the floor well for a big. Markeith is a, you know, a threat, um, dynamic threat. So, yeah, look, this is a – I mean, we've seen with the Raptors before. Like, in the playoff series, like, Washington provi- presents a lot of – if you go position by position, a lot of challenges where they're strong at points where the Raptors are weak. Um, that being said, the Raptors have fared pretty well against Washington in the regular season, um, you know, over the last two, three years now. So – it's a little bit different if it's just like a regular season game as compared to a playoff game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. You're going to need uh, Corey Joseph to do a really good job defending Wall. You're going to need DeRozan to thoroughly beat Beal in terms of scoring because DeRozan will be the focus of their defense. And like you said, they got guys like Otto Porter, who is very long, and typically those are the kind of guys that bother DeRozan. You got Gortat, who's traditionally been really good defensively against DeRozan. Um but I think, look, the, the one area where the Raptors would ordinarily spank the, the Wizards would be on their bench. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington's bench is putrid. Um, like, their best bench player is Kelly Oubre, which is cool. Kelly Oubre is, you know, handsome and well-dressed. and <laughs> He's okay at basketball, kind of. But, like, ultimately, he can't be your best bench player. Um, they just traded for Bojan Bogdanovic. But, you know, that's not really that big of a difference maker. He's just a regular shooter off the bench. Um 
and I guess they might have Brandon Jennings by the time tomorrow comes. So who knows? But doesn't sound yeah, like he's going to be. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Jennings is going to play tomorrow for the Wizards. It sounds like he'd be available Friday because I, th- I think he's going to Washington tomorrow to sign his contract. So okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't sound like he'll be available, and like I don't think that really matters. Brandon Jennings is like no great shakes, but sorry, sorry to interrupt. Oh, he's but. better than Trey Burke, man. Trey he Burke is. is. Trey Burke is absolutely is horrible. Man, but that guy is like <laughs> four foot two. He's too small for the NBA. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the Wizards. I mean, look, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta beat down their their bench, and that's where fatigue comes into effect. And the second of a back to back, if the starters aren't as fresh, um, you know, you could really, you could attack them a bit. So this is why I feel like. You know, the Raptors have a nice chance to beat a Wizards team. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see if this is a game where we finally see sort of the Patrick Patterson, Serge Ibaka look kind of unleashed. Because we haven't really seen that much. Uh, right. P.J. Tucker's closed a lot at the four for the Raptors. And, you know, there have been reasons for that. I think Dwayne Casey's kind of apprehensive about giving Patterson too much sort of run here. I think, you know, limiting his minutes is kind of smart. And just I mean, Tucker's been really effective. So... Uh, the Raptors have gone with that. But I think this is a situation where having Patterson with Ibaka could really sort of, you know, give Markeith Morris and Marching Gortat some trouble. As we talked about, Gortat's really good against Valanciunas, and maybe you want to try to pull Gortat out more. I mean, he's not like he's a horrible lead-footed defender, but he's not, you know, some spry, you know, he's not Miles Turner. Um, like, he's a guy that you can maybe try to exploit and try to bring away from the basket a little bit with, with, with Ibaka. So maybe that's that. And I think, you know, the one issue there is the rebounding, right? And I think the Raptors, we haven't really seen the Patterson-Ibaka front court yet. But I do think there's a chance that it could be a little light on the rebounding side. So maybe that's where Washington kind of counters them there with Gortat and Morris. I'm not really sure. But what do you think about the idea of making this a game where Patterson and Ibaka kind of get unleashed? Um, yeah. I think so. I mean, look, I think the Raptors should try as much as possible in this game to play all 48 minutes at center between Jonas and Ibaka. Yeah. Like, don't even give Bebe or Jakob Pertl any time in this kind of game because you really, really need a big body in the paint who can, um, you know, be a, a hurdle around the basket for someone to cross and also for, a, a, you know, someone who could actually grab defensive rebounds because... You know, Washington is tough. Like their, their outside shooting has been improved, and that's and that's cool. But ultimately, they make their bread by getting to the hole. And um, you know, uh, you know, you want to play big centers at all times to control the paint, and also at the same time, they have a lot of stretch forwards. Um, you know, Mar- Markeith is a nice player there. Jason Smith is also a guy who stretches the floor and is shooting surprisingly well. And has destroyed Those... the Raptors at times, like with the magic and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Remember look, that London every, game? every single player in the NBA has destroyed the Raptors at some point, it feels like, which yeah. is really depressing as a Raptors fan. Jason Smith, but... I remember in that London game, just torched the Raptors. That's Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, was, that was the game Larry hurt his elbow. But, it was. Um, yeah, Jason Smith, man. I mean, he's shooting 53% from the field and 47, 48% from deep. Now, granted, he has taken, like, how many shots? 21 from deep. Okay, so that's not too much. But, I mean, look, when he shoots, he's accurate. Um, but, yeah, the, the Washington, can, you know, they stretch they stretch out with their bigs. So, if you know, if you can play Tucker out there, who is a nice matchup against any of their four guys, their core four, Wall, Beal, Porter, and Markeith, um, you know, if you can play Tucker out there at the four, if you can play Carroll out there at the four, and of course if you can play Patterson out the four, you know, that's going to be good. So let's hopefully let's see more of the uh, Patterson-Ibaka pairing outside of those short little stints in the second quarter when they play together. Your answer was too long for my Jakob Hurdle joke to be uh, really timely anymore. But... He is like a hurdle at the rim, except he's <laughs> going to get foul calls on him like crazy. <laughs> Last time I had to play the, the Wizards, um, 
I remember this because that was the first time I noted it. I was like, why does Jakoproto get all these calls against him? But he picked up six fouls in 17 minutes. <laughs> he scored zero points, got five rebounds, 17 minutes, and was a plus 10, despite committing six fouls. That's a that's like an all-time weird stat line. Man, Yep. that's bizarre. Yep. Um, so what I like to do with, uh, when I preview a game with someone on here, I like to, uh, pick a game, pick the, pick the game against the spread. Uh, so I'll ask for your help in doing so. The Raptors right now, percovers.com, are four point favorites, which is surprising. What? Yeah. That's oh. surprising to me. And mm-hmm. I am, my record has plummeted terribly. I'm 28, 31 and one against the spread this year. I've lost, right. I think four in a row. I just am terrible. Um, so I need your help, Will. What do you mm-hmm. What do you kind of got for this game here with the Raptors favored by four? Um, man, that is really tough. Yeah, I I mean, look, you know what? Let's let's pick the Raptors to win, but I think it's me under. Like the Raptors win by like one, two, or three. That's what I'm saying. I was gonna say that too. That's my always. That's always my hedge where I don't want to pick against the Raptors like all the time I've done that a lot lately but um but like I don't want to pick the Raptors against the Raptors all the time but I, I don't want to be overconfident so I think that's a like the four points a nice little place to slide in there so yeah I think it'll be a close you know final possession game like that game against the Knicks was perhaps DeMar DeRozan hits some ridiculous 17 footer in the face of uh an outstretched hand again I don't know but DeMar DeRozan has been awesome man I uh uh, here's hoping he has to continue it because really he's the only offense the Raptors have right now. His usage rate in the last three games is 41. <laughs> it needs to be higher. It needs to be higher. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I don't want to see any more uh, PJ Tucker dribbling at the basket or Damari Carroll dribbling at the basket or anybody else dribbling at the basket. You know who's the second highest usage on the team in the last three games? Ibaka? Norm Powell. Norm Powell? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's because he looks to shoot every single time he's on the court now. Yeah, which is fine. He's got to slow down a bit, man. He's yeah. got to slow down a bit. Yeah, he doesn't really look that comfortable being like the go-to guy in the offense. But No, and they, all, they keep putting him at the top of the floor, and they're just like, here, give, here's the ball, and then you got to create something right there. And it's just like, that's really tough to ask a guy to do, man. I mean, the left some hand of the best players in the league can't do this. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Here's hoping the Raptors can pull out this win against the the Washingtons. Um, the Washingtons. Man. I just the Wizards is such a bad nickname too. By the way, just as you like Wizards. No, as long as we're throwing shade, like what a dumb name for a basketball. Oh come team. on, they were the Baltimore Bullets. That was the best name like of all time, really. Yeah, exactly. Like the Wizards is such yeah. a downgrade. So, um, but anyway, <laughs> we can slander the nickname a little bit more later. But yeah, Will, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today. Really appreciate it. Where can people find your stuff? Uh, find me on Twitter at William underscore Lou, and um, that'll direct you to all the random stuff I'm doing. Actually, Will did a Will did a great thing today. He had um, I can't remember the the name of the person. Oh, sorry, you you plugged the thing with about the Kyle Lowry injury stuff because that was really good. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, look, I, I just personally, you know, was curious about this Lowry injury. There obviously has been a lot of details put up by the team. So yeah, I just talked to um, someone I saw online, Shankar Sinavasan, who. Um, is an ICU doctor and he's a big Raptors fan. I've you know I've seen him in the Raptors Twitter community and stuff. So I basically just hit him up about questions about Kyle Lowry and he was, you know, he was nice to answer some basic questions like, you know, what uh, what is specifically wrong, what he could have done to sort of help the situation, and when he'll be back. So I mean, if you want to read about that, that's um, that's on my, that's on my Twitter. It's on my pinned tweet. So just go there. Yeah, check that out, everybody. Uh, Will, thanks again for joining the show. We'll catch up again soon. Yeah, no problem.